This is episode 30 of the Angry Tech News Podcast for Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. This is the Angry Tech News Podcast at angrytechnews.com. Now your host, the angry programmer with a mic, Brian Bemrose. As I record this, today is the second Tuesday of the month, known to some as Patch Tuesday, but I think known to more as Reboot Tuesday. This is that momentous day each month when users of Microsoft's platform sacrifice some of their productivity in order to apply the latest month's worth of fallout from Microsoft's long-held decision to fire all of their testers, and then to reboot your systems. As a friendly public service announcement, today's patches include over 100 security patches in Windows, Edge, Office, Dynamics, Hyper-V, Skype, and SMB, covering the gamut of remote code execution, elevation of privilege, denial of service, information leaks, and spoofing. Ten of the vulnerabilities patched are classified as critical, and that includes two zero-day elevation of privileges one in the Windows User Profile Service, and another in the kernel-accessible Windows Common Log File System, which the company says is being actively exploited. Happy computing, everyone! From the Building a Better Spam Bot Department. Conspiracy theorists and IT nerds know an inevitable war is coming between humans and machines. A war over the most precious resource in the attention economy, your eyeballs. During a Google Search Central SEO Office Hours event, an attendee asked search advocate John Mueller about the site's site's use of content created by GPT-3, a popular AI language model that uses deep machine learning to generate plausible-sounding fake text. The model is said to be so good that it can pass the Turing test and pass as a human, a boast that has been proven on several social media sites, although it's hard to imagine a lower bar. Mueller's official response was that anything generated by an AI falls under the category of automatically generated content and is disallowed from Google's search index under their webmaster guidelines, and such it would be removed as spam. Of course, Mueller also hinted that Google doesn't have any real automated way to detect such content but said that if it were pointed out to their human content team, it would be actionable. So there you have it. The company voted most likely to invent Skynet is, for now, still on the side of humanity. As a side note, an interesting thing I learned while learning about the GPT-3 generator is that its developer, OpenAI.com, is about as open as the Federal Reserve is federal. The company originally organized as an open-source machine learning organization and had pledged to release their algorithms and data for the benefit of all humanity. But a taste of success and a multi-billion dollar investment from Microsoft caused them to reorganize as a private company. They now host an API with which you can submit jobs to OpenAI's GPT-3 cluster. But as of September 2020, Microsoft has exclusive access to the model and source, proving how easily altruism and humanitarianism can give way to boatloads of cash. From the Vroom Vroom Squick Department, Council Representatives for the Isle of Wight, UK, issued an apology last week to any residents that may have been offended by their public electric vehicle charging stations showing porn while charging patrons' vehicles. Sky UK reports that 
Charging stations at all three of the aisle's council-managed car parks were hacked, a wonderfully imprecise term that is both scary and devoid of details. As far as I can tell, the stations, part of the Genie Point charging network, displayed messages on the charger's screen by using a browser pointed at a council-managed URL. Apparently, hackers were able to either change or spoof that URL, making the machines display porn sites instead of the usual boring local government propaganda. If anybody out there knows exactly how they did this, and whether we can use the same technique to change the obnoxious ads displayed on gas pumps around here to something more interesting, please let me know. Ryan at AngryTechNews.com. Having something nice to watch might make the crazy gas prices just a little bit more tolerable. From the Hack the Planet department, as long as we're on the porn stories, Tech Radar posted a story with the salacious headline, Hackers Hijack Adult Websites to Infect Victims with Malware, which, to be honest, makes me wonder a bit how Tech Radar's business is doing when they feel the need to put such a clickbaity headline. The actual story isn't nearly so prurient. In fact, it has almost nothing to do with adult sites. Cybersecurity researchers at Avast uncovered a phishing campaign using over 16,000 WordPress and Joomla websites, mostly personal websites, university or local government sites, and yes, a couple porn sites too. The real commonality between them all seems to be that they all have weak passwords. Once the attackers guess the WordPress passwords, they op upload a page which checks a browser fingerprint, and if it looks like a good target, a particular browser, operating system version, or just someone in a geographic location that you want to screw over, for example, then it redirects the user to their own site. That site then pops up a scary looking warning dialogue that says your browser is out of date and click here to download the update and install a kernel driver, yada, 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 that you know how it works. The download, of course, doesn't contain any browser update. It doesn't even contain any porn. Just your regular run of the mill malware that will install a backdoor, exfiltrate all of your data and add your device to its botnet. See? Boring. No wonder Tech Raider needed to sex it up a bit. Bleeping Computer reports on a much more interesting phishing scheme being targeted against users of Microsoft services such as OneDrive and Office 365. Using the Azure Static Web App service, attackers are creating pages that look almost identical to official Microsoft pages and then hosting them at AzureStaticApps.net, a Microsoft-owned website with a wildcard TLS certificate. The pages, which show up in your browser, looking like a legitimate Microsoft web site, complete with the little lock icon that everyone has come to know and trust, then ask for your Microsoft account credentials. Once the attackers have them, they can then do the usual nefarious stuff, steal your OneDrive files, impersonate you in Teams, and drop some F-bombs in a Call of Duty lobby to get you banned from Xbox or something. You know, the sky's the limit. When Bleeping Computer reached out to Microsoft for comment, a spokesman gave a canned corporate answer, pointing out that their security teams regularly block and remove any phishing sites they find, which, while comforting, is a lot like locking the door after you've been robbed. They also admonished users to always verify the domain that they click on before entering a password, without really acknowledging that the TLS lock icon that you're supposed to use to do that is exactly what got spoofed here. For now, I guess, avoid giving your password to any page at AzureStaticApps.net. That should work for a while, at least until the company rearranges and reinvents its website like it seems to do every few months. Or, for a slightly more durable solution, maybe check out NextCloud and LibreOffice. 
While we're on the topic of Microsoft and vulnerabilities, I ran across this brag post at Microsoft.com where they were talking about how they were thwarting attacks by a malicious online actor named Strontium by taking down domain names and remotely seizing control of or disabling server infrastructure. The group is also known as Fancy Bear or APT28, depending on who's investigating them, and has been operating for years out of mostly Russian IPs. The post goes on and on telling about how Microsoft is protecting Ukraine by doing this. But the part that interested me was that an American company is seizing domains registered and located in another country. We have established a legal process that enables us to obtain rapid court decisions for this work. According to the post, they have used this process 15 times already. They don't go into detail, but it is implied that these are American courts, which, if true, means that the American government is weaponizing American companies to seize, disable, and destroy online infrastructure in a foreign country. Some people might call that an act of war. In a separate but eerily similar story, this one from the New York Times, Biden Attorney General Merrick Garland revealed that the U.S. Justice Department, armed with secret court orders, has been secretly infiltrating computer networks all around the world. They say that they are hacking into the computers to, quote, remove malware so that Russian hackers can't infiltrate them to create botnets. Of course, we have only the word of a career bureaucrat and accused liar to say that they aren't installing anything else while they're breaking into these systems. Again, it's all done, quote, to protect Ukraine. You'll pardon me for being skeptical, but in this new version of politics, the ends always justify the means. Ethics be damned. What are those ends? Well, they change every news cycle. Back when I used to work in the Windows division, I remember internal conversations about patching zero-day RCEs, which did come up every single month. The company did everything they could to notify organizations with vulnerable systems to patch their machines as much as they could, but not everybody bothered to do so. Once or twice, the opportunity came up to use the very exploit we were patching to access vulnerable systems and patch the software remotely, but the idea was almost unthinkable because no matter how big the threat, it was wrong to break into somebody else's system, no matter how good your intentions. I guess those days are over, aren't they? Now they're not only doing it, they're bragging about it. I think I'm going to leave this episode there for now. There's some juicy stuff coming down about the recently passed Digital Markets Act in the EU that I'm trying to wrap my head around, but there's quite a lot there. I may drop an extra episode this week trying to make sense of it. There's also some other important news like like a supercritical vulnerability in VMware, a 9.8 CVSS score. Today's show was already kind of security heavy, so I guess I'll just say, if you're running VMware, it's something you need to know about. The link is in the show notes. Much thanks to Stefan Kalwait, Raymond Zorger, and Sharky for producing this episode of Angry Tech News. Also thanks to Servo, Carolyn, Abel Kirby, and Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley for once again reminding me with their boosts that this crypto thing might actually have legs. The latter also used his boost message to warn me that if I keep using terms like political genitals while he's driving, that I might be receiving a repair bill for the wreck. Noted Sir Sean, I promise from now on that I will only make sarcastic comments while you are safely parked, provided that you promise to never drive anywhere again. 
Angry Tech News is produced on the value for value model. We don't take sponsors, we don't play ads, and we don't charge you to listen, but we are funded by your donations. If you derived some value from listening to this show, please send some value back. Go to angrytechnews.com and click the donate button. Send whatever you think this episode was worth to you, whether it's five bucks, 25 bucks, or a lot more. Or if you want to see what all of this boosting fuss is about, and you have a smartphone that you're willing to install apps on, then go to newpodcastapps.com and install one of the podcasting 2.0 ready apps. If you've still been using an app from Apple, Google, or Spotify, you'll be glad you checked it out. There is a ton of innovation going on in podcast apps these days, but not from the big companies. That's it for now. I'm Ryan Vemrose, the angry programmer with a mic. I'll be back next time with more Angry Tech News. This has been Angry Tech News with the angry programmer, Ryan Vemrose, at angrytechnews.com. Stay angry. Stay angry. Stay